got Evan Rude, amen? <laughs> Listen, uh, actually, actually what we're doing is uh, next week is Father's Day, so we are sending subliminal messages to all the women, amen? And all the, all the fellas say? That was, I'm trying to help y'all out, guys, all right? Listen, we want to talk today about let's go fishing. Can you say that? Say it again. I know, I know you think it's just because I like to go fishing, but this was Jesus' idea. When he picked his first disciples, when he picked his first disciples, this is what he said. They were fishermen, and he said, look, if you will come follow me, I will make you to become fishers of fishers of men. So see, this was Jesus' idea, and we're going we're gonna to talk about fishing today. So I want you to remain standing for just a second. Take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter number 4. John chapter number 4. It is really good to be here. Uh, one of the owners of the boats was in the first service, and, and at the end of the first service, I said, uh, uh, the ranger has been donated, and we're going to auction it off this morning, and uh, we ha- he, he passed out in the floor. I mean, it, it was... It was it was not a good thing to do in the church house, amen? Uh, we we want to do everything we can to, to use visual. I like doing it. I mean, I like doing stuff different. It breaks up the monotony to me. But, but I want to really, really focus on this, especially right now. Uh, uh, we're in the middle of the summer. Most churches go through a, a summer slump. Uh, and it's because most people just, just slow up. Or, or we don't we don't pursue the will of God like we like we do in in times of the spring and the fall. But we don't want that to happen. Uh, how many of y'all know that 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 that, G, that the devil doesn't give up in the summertime? So we don't need to either. Amen. So let's look in John chapter number four, and uh, we're going to read. I think in verse twenty eight, verse number twenty eight. If you found your spot, say amen. What we are going to read and study in this particular chapter is Jesus' experience at fishing for men, going after people. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to see that Jesus was not only a fisher of men, but he was a reproducer of fishers of men. The people that he reached, the people that he caught, if you will, went out and began to fish for men also. So if that makes sense, say amen. All right, verse 28, John 4 Verse 28, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. And in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him saying, master eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. In other words, he's saying, what fulfills me, what satisfies me is doing God's will. It says, say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Don't procrastinate. Don't keep putting this off. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathers fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. Now watch this. This is a key, key verse. Verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of, or excuse me, believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all that ever I 
did. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your goodness. Teach us today. God, help us to learn to be fishers of men. Help us to learn to share our faith. Share what you have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Let me, let me begin at the beginning of the chapter and kind of share with you and show you what Jesus did and how he was our example, and then we will go into, we'll go into what she did as we are, as we're disciples of Christ, all right? At the beginning of this story, we find Jesus, uh, uh, we find Jesus coming to this area, uh, coming through Samaria, and, and you got to understand, if you know the culture of that day, they hated each other. Samaritans and Jews hated each other. There was a big cultural boundary. There was a big cultural barrier there. Uh, uh, there was racism. I mean, you, you name it, it was there. They wouldn't spit on each other. They was on fire, especially from the Jew to the Samaritan. So here they are. He's going through hated territory, and he gets tired. He gets weary. You see, God, Jesus was all God, but he was all man too. So he got weary. He got thirsty at the well. So he sits at this well and sends his disciples on into the city to get something to eat. Are y'all following me so far? All right. So now here he is. He's sitting. He's resting at the well. And the disciples go into the city to buy food. Well, while the disciples are coming into the city to buy food, here comes a woman. A woman comes from the city and she bypasses those disciples and she comes, she comes to Jesus sitting at the well. Now this is not just any woman. This is not just any Samaritan. This was a woman with a reputation. This was a woman who, who, who people would look down on. This was a woman who people would sneer at. This was a woman who nobody would care about, nobody thought about. She had a reputation. She'd been married five times and was shacking up with the one she was with. Are y'all with me? Say amen. It was bad. Now, before you get real critical with the woman, you got to understand that in the culture of that day, divorces were mainly done by the men. And, and, and so I believe this, it, it wasn't necessarily all her fault. I believe that she was being thrown about thrown aside, used and abused and everything you could imagine. And here she is going through life and found hope and help in no man whatsoever. And she's done giving up on it. And now she's living with somebody. So with her past, the respectable people wouldn't have nothing to do with her. The respectable people wouldn't even talk to her. Why was she coming at this time of the day? This was in the dead heat of the day. Nobody came to the well in the dead heat of the day. Nobody came, nobody came when, it, when the sun was burning hot. Everybody knows you go in the cool of the day. Everybody knows you go early in the morning or late in the evening. That's when, that's when everybody goes. And that could be why she didn't. Because she was tired of the stares. She was tired of the critical words. She was tired of the whispering all around her. She was tired of the good Christian people treating her like trash. So here she is in the heat of the day, hoping nobody saw her, hoping she could avoid the crowd, hoping she could avoid the critics, hoping that there would be nobody there. But guess what? There was. And his name was Jesus. I'm glad somewhere in the shadow you'll find Jesus. And here, here he is. 
here he is. He is talking. Now, now when she comes up to him, she's probably not even making eye contact. Well, Jesus is looking at her, and Jesus says, how you doing? How about, how about uh, you mind getting me something to drink? And she's like, what? What are you doing talking with me? She is shocked. She couldn't believe it because she says, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. What are you even doing talking to me? I thought you hated me. I, I mean, this is, this is a major deal. She couldn't believe it. She was shocked. What are you even doing talking with me? And this is three things I want to share with you today about fishing. Fishing. First, I want you to look at Christ and his example. Let's look at Christ. What did he do? When he went fishing, what did he do? First thing he did, write this down. He crossed barriers. He crossed barriers. He crossed social barriers. He crossed cultural barriers. He sure enough crossed religious barriers. He talked to her when nobody else did. He cared about her when nobody else would. He crossed all kind of barriers to get to this needy person. You know what I'm learning in fishing? I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this fishing thing. And, and I've learned this. If you're not good at it, go with people that are. Say amen. <laughs> and I, here, here's my typical deal. And, and, and I, 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 I'm in the boat, and, and I'm running the trolling motor. And, uh, and, and how many of y'all have ever been on Smith Lake? Anybody been on Smith Lake? Raise your hand if you've been on Smith Lake. How many of y'all know there's a lake out there? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay, that's better. Uh, do you know there are boat houses on that lake? And fish get underneath them boathouses and around them boathouses. And, 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 and I've learned this. In them boathouses, they've got cables running everywhere. I mean, it's like, it's like Spider-Man just shot a web everywhere, just cables everywhere. So here's, here's my deal. When I go fishing, I'm, I'm kind of the convenient fisherman. Are you all with me? So I'm running the trolling motor, and when I'm running the trolling motor, we're going up to this boathouse with all these wires are everywhere. I just... I got gears in my trolling motor. Amen. I go around. Now we got this open stretch of water, no cables, no barriers, no problems. Everything's cool. The only problem is I ain't catching no fish. You know why? Because that's what every convenient fisherman does. They go around. If it gets just a little bit difficult, if it gets just a little bit frustrating, if it gets just a little bit aggravating, we just skip on to easy water. But you know what I've been doing? I've been going with them good guys. And you know what I've learned they do? They'll get right all up in amongst the web. I mean, they'll go under cables, over cables. I've seen them reach over cables and, and flip that that. Secret bait, amen, I almost said it, underneath the, the, the boat dock. And they're, you know what they're doing? They're catching fish that nobody else is catching because nobody will go through the aggravation of catching them. Preacher, we're in church, man. Talk about your, okay. How many people see a group of people and will ignore them because they think they're too hard to catch? Or they're not your type? Or they're not your color? Or they're not your, your, your personality. Or you think, you think you're too good for them. What's the difference? You know what Jesus did? He was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He was the Son of God. He was the holy, spotless Lamb of God. Yet he stooped to talk to a wicked sinner. And, and we've, you know the problem with most Christians? They forgot where they came from. 
Well, that person's in, that person's in Skid Row. He's in the pit. Yeah, the same pit God found you in. Are you willing to cross barriers? Jesus didn't care what they thought. Jesus didn't care what the disciples thought. Jesus didn't care what the religious crowd thought. He didn't, he did not care. All he cared about was this woman who needed him. Are y'all with me? Too many Christians care too much about what people think. I'll be honest with you. I ain't going to lie. When I was driving to church this morning, I was wearing this, pulling the boat. And this was, this was what my thought was. Oh, dear God. I said, they already think I'm liberal anyway. They said, they're going to go tell their people. I saw that preacher from Temple. He was driving down the road, pulling the boat on Sunday morning early, and he didn't even have a tie on. I'm thinking, man, I better hurry up. I hope this, I hope this, this, this glass is tinted enough. Hey, Amen. They might. They care about what people think. They, listen, we've done heard it. We've done heard it. Look at all, I tell you what, look at the riffraff that go in at Temple. Man, I tell you, they'll just take anybody. Well, let me give you a hint. Let me help you understand something. God called us to reach the down and out. God called us to reach the unchurched. God called us to reach the lost and the addicted and the broken and the suffering. Let me tell you something. The addicted and the lost and the unchurched and the down and out, they don't look like Sunday school children. And if all you got in your church looks like Sunday school children, you're not fishing. You're running an aquarium. <laughs> Say amen. Bless God. Let's go get them. I don't care what they think. I know. Yeah, I know. There's going to be some folks show up on Sunday that don't look like they came for Sunday school. Amen. That's, that's fine. That means we're doing our job. You know what the biggest criticism Jesus had? He hung out with sinners. Hey, Amen. Let's give them something to talk about. Let's go get them. Let's don't worry about what people think. Let's cross barriers. Here's what I found out. If you're a good fisherman, if you're a good fisherman, I'm working on that. I'm trying to be. I'm not, but I want to be. But I found out this, if you've been successful fishing, when you get home, you're going to smell like fish. If everything goes well. You know what? Sometimes when you're reaching sinners, you may come home smelling like smoke. You may come home smelling, smelling dirty. But you know what? Sometimes you got to get your hands dirty to reach dirty people. And don't forget, there was a day you was dirty too. And all God's people said, he crossed barriers. Jesus was a great fisher of men because he didn't care what people thought. He crossed every barrier to get to the one who needed him. Are y'all with me? Not only that, he considered her needs. He considered her needs. You know what? He didn't, he didn't give her a thesis on the tabernacle when he met her. He didn't, he didn't try to get all theological, and he didn't, he didn't try to uh, 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 really tell her everything he knew. You know what he said? If you're thirsty and you knew who you was talking to, you'd ask me, and I'd give you living water. Amen. What did he do? He addressed her need. This is really important. I'm telling you, I know y'all think this is just a sub point to go with this. This is really important. 
He met the need she was searching for. Why would she come to the well? She was thirsty. And that was the very thing he used to reach her. What's the point? Here's a good illustration. Say there's a man that's homeless. He hadn't eaten in three days. Really hungry, emaciated, probably, probably very dehydrated, sitting there really weak, starving to death. You could have the, you could have the, the best you could have the best Bible that you could buy. I mean, leather cover, uh, uh, gold edition, uh, red leather. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about a sure enough Thompson chain a good one. Say amen. Anyhow, got some Schofield people in here, but they'll get with the times. Amen. They'll get right. And you can offer that Bible, and you can say, here, this will bless you. This will bless you. That ain't going to bless him. He may be too weak to read it. Is it important? And can it bless him? Yes. But you know what I think should have happened? You need to, you need to get some soup and a sandwich. So here, let me, let me help you with this. And then you can say, let me tell you about the day I was hungry. Do you, you get the understanding too many of us, you mean, let me tell you what's wrong with most Christians today in churches today. They're scratching where nobody's itching. They're teaching about the tabernacle when they need to be teaching about how to stay sober. They're trying to, they're trying to give them this when they're seeking that. But what did Jesus do? He met her at her need. Now, here's, here's the thing. You know why people don't do that? Because it takes time and effort. It may take a little work. It may take actually getting down to the nitty-gritty where people are and the level where people are and get in the trenches with them. It may take time to get to know that person. Well, we're too busy for that. Jesus knew her need. And Jesus, she, she, he addressed her at the point of her need. And thank God, he met the need. Amen? Now watch. He crossed bears. He considered her need. Now let's watch what she does. Now this is really where the message is. So I need y'all to pinch yourself, wake up, elbow, whatever you got to do, get this right here. All right? This is the message. And if y'all pay close attention, we'll skip number three. All right? Is that good? I was late this morning. I didn't get my Jack's biscuit. I have a blueberry, and it's telling on me now. It's left a long time ago. Say amen. Watch this. We saw Christ. We saw how he went fishing. He crossed barriers. He considered her needs. And you got to fish for fish what they're hungry for. If you're fishing on top and they're on bottom, you're wasting your time. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now watch this. Watch the convert. We saw Christ and how he's fishing. Now watch the convert. This is really, really important. Really important. Perk up and listen real good right here. Watch this. And I, and I got to describe how this happens. All right? Now watch. <clears throat> Jesus is at the well. Jesus is at the well. He's thirsty, uh, 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 and, and he, is, he is talking to this woman. Uh, she brings her pot. She's coming to get water at the well. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Amen. All right. Now, where are the disciples? They're in town. What are the disciples doing? They're buying food, right? They're buying food. Okay. Now, she comes to the well because she has a physical need. She's coming to get this is not complicated, amen? She's coming to get water. Why? She has a need. 
This is part of her schedule. This is part of her agenda. This is part of her daily planner, if you will. She's got her things lined up, and this is what's important to her. They're in the wilderness. They're in the desert climate and environment, and water means life. She needs water. She's coming because she, this is a priority. I got to get water. They're in town getting food. Because Jesus is hungry, they are hungry, they're going, they've got an agenda, they've got a schedule, they're doing their thing. Now watch, watch what happens. When we started this verse, the Bible says when she believed on Jesus, she left her pot. She left what was important to her. She left what was a priority, and I mean that was the whole purpose of coming out here, was to fill this pot with water. The Bible says she left her pot and went to the city... And told everybody in the city, man, you've got to come see this guy. You've got to come meet him. He's done told me everything I've ever done. Isn't this the Christ? You say, preacher, what made her a good fisherman? She changed her agenda. She changed her agenda. In other words, what was important was secondary now. When she met Jesus... Now she's got a new priority. Now there is something new that is important to her, and that is making sure everybody she knows gets to Jesus. Do y'all see this? Does this make sense? Now watch. You know why people are not, you know why there's empty seats in here? Partly because they're down there, amen? But the reason there's empty seats it's because we're not fishing. We're not fishing. Let me see if I can prove this. Don't nobody raise their hand or nothing. How many people did you invite to come with you this week? Now think about it. All right? The disciples, now, now we're, we're in good company. We're in good company. We're in good company. You remember what the disciples did? They went. They went got the food, and now they're coming back to Jesus, and they crossed paths. Now, now they're coming back to Jesus. She's going back to town, and when they get to Jesus, when they get to Jesus, they say, hey, we got you a salami on rye. Uh, he said, I'm good. What do you mean? Did somebody bring you food? He said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Somebody has brought him a sandwich. Who brought him a sandwich? And Jesus gets, he gets a little frustrated with them. And if you see the whole picture, you see why. He said, guys, why say you there's four months into the harvest? In other words, you're procrastinating. You're waiting to get your diploma before you start doing what I've called you to do. I've called you to be fishers of men. And you went into that city and all you came back with was food. What's the big deal, preacher? Watch this. While he's telling them this, he says, lift up your eyes, lift up your heads, look. The fields are wide in the harvest. You know what I believe happened? I believe this with all of my heart. At that moment, this woman has done rounded up half the city, and they're coming out to see Jesus. Because the Bible says when she went and told them, they followed her. She's bringing people to Jesus. And, and look, here's, here's what happens. Jesus says, look, look, lift up your heads, look. 
And they look, and here comes this big crowd. The fields are white unto harvest. He said, people are ready for me. They're ready to meet me. They're looking. They're hungry. They're searching. And I sent you where other people have labored. I sent you to harvest and to reap where other people have sowed. He said, how do you know other people sowed? Because that woman reaped. She's bringing this crowd to Jesus. Now look, the 12 disciples who are in Bible college with Jesus as their professor went in and brought nothing. But this one woman, because she changed her agenda, the disciples were still thinking physical when they should have been thinking spiritual. And because they were so busy, now please don't get this, don't miss this, the devil's going to make you go sleep right here, watch, watch. They were so busy with their schedule and their agenda and buying food, they were blinded to all the hungry people around them who needed the bread of life. You may tell you why 25% of the, 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 the capacity, the, the, the seating capacity in, in, in Coleman County and all the churches in Coleman County, why they're only using up, when you average them all out, we're only, we're only using up 25%. In the churches all over this county, because too many Christians are so busy with their agenda, with their schedule, with their busyness, they're not seeing the hungry people. They're not seeing the broken people. They're not seeing the needy people. They're not seeing all these people who are starving to death for the spiritual bread of life because we just don't have time. Let me, let me share with you a verse. Paul is speaking to Timothy. Paul is speaking to Timothy. He's a young pastor in an established church, and he's having some issues, and this is what he tells him. 2 Timothy 2.3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Watch this, watch this. No man that warreth entangleth. Say that word with me. Everybody say it. Say it again. Entangleth. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Now watch what this means. The affairs of this life. What are the affairs of this life? Fishing, work, laundry, dishes, the grass, fixing the leak in the roof, taking the kids to practice, uh, choir practice, uh, a train ministry training, all these good things. All these are great things. And you say, well, preacher, you're saying don't mess with those things. No, I didn't. He didn't tell them to forget about the affairs of life. If you don't do, if you don't do the laundry, you're going to have dirty drawers. Say amen. There's stuff you got to do. You got to wash the dishes. Are y'all with me? There's just stuff you got. What did he tell him? Don't get entangled. Say that with me. Don't get, now I'm going to confess something. And y'all shouldn't be shocked because I confess stuff all the time, amen. My, my makeup, my, my character, I'm the type of person, I'm very competitive. It's not that I'm a poor loser, I just don't like to. Are y'all with me? And second is just the first loser, amen. I I, I, I'm just, I'm very competitive. And I, I don't, I don't, I can't moderate things. 
I wish I could, I wish I could do something and just go. There's people that can do stuff, just take it or leave it. I mean, there's people that can, they can, they can go play golf, and if they shoot 100 or 150, oh, this is one, not me. I want to beat you. I want to beat your neighbor. I, 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 when, I was, when I was learning to play golf in high school, they started me playing golf in high school and junior high. I went and got a job at a golf course so I could play for free. And I played all the time. I was just consumed with it. And that's bad because it's all I thought about. Listen, coon hunting. I remember when I first started coon hunting and everybody had it. I didn't know nothing. I won't, and I just, I'd pray, Lord, just give me a dog that will look up. <laughs> he don't have to bark loud. He don't have to bark fast. If he'll just look up, I'm, I'd be just happy with this Lord, please. Because there's so many sorry dogs. I mean, it's just, you, you, for, for every one good dog, there's 5,000 sorry ones. It, I remember one time I bought an old black and tan because he looked so pitiful in the dog trader's box. I, I felt so sorry for him, and I took him out. We turned him loose. He turned around and come back, so I put him in. I said, well, he's not used to me. In just a few moments, we heard this coming out of the dog box. <laughs> that was my... And I said, Lord, just get. Then I finally got one that looked up. Her name was Little Blue Choo Choo. Say amen. <laughs> little Blue Tick. And I was so ticked. I said, now, Lord, can I have one just a little faster? <laughs> oh, and then I, I got to have one that's going gonna, gonna to beat my buddy's dog. And, and, and then one that's going to beat the cat. Lord, let me have a world hunt winner. <laughs> enough? It's, it's never enough. Now, if you know anything about racing cars, you know, I, I, I know a lot of guys that race drag racing and all that. If, if they get a car and they can get it to, to 12 seconds, we got to get it to 11 seconds. Let's spend just a little bit more money. Maybe we can get a 10-second car. Maybe, and they get consumed and entangled. It's fishing thing. These turkeys around here done got me fishing. It's awful. I mean, back in the day... Back in the day, it wasn't that bad. But now, you have Google. Do you realize I'm on information overload? I mean, I'm studying every pattern, everything. I've got satellite pictures of Smith Lake right now. All these guys in the church that are real good fishermen, I'm driving them crazy. How do you do this? How do you do that? Show me how. And, and I'm just, it's. And sometimes God has to say, put a little, put a little red in them taillights, son. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. And you know why I think, and, and, and I have a sneaky suspicion, I'm not the only one like this. Do y'all want to? Do y'all want to quit being self-righteous and 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 get honest with your preacher and take the halo off and let's be real a minute? How many times have we passed up all kind of people who need Jesus, but we were too busy? We were too entangled. It don't have to be fishing. It don't have to be golfing. It don't. Hey, listen. There there are are people who have made their children gods. They're worshiping their children. Listen, uh, sports has become idolatry. We're so entangled. We're spending our money. We're spending our time. We're doing all this stuff, yet we're not bringing anybody to Jesus. 
when God called us to be fishers of men. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you brought somebody to him? When's the last time you invited somebody to meet the one who changed your life? Are y'all with me? Say amen. Let me give you, let me show you something and then we're, we're, we're done. This is it right here. This is it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to show you a picture. We're going to do it. We're going to do a checklist. All right. We're going to do a checklist and, and, and we're going to mark it off. And, and when I say it, you say check. All right. In other words, uh, fishing glasses. All right, come on now, get with me. Let's say it real loud, all right? So I know you're there. Hey, back up, man, back up. All right, let's start this over. Here we go. Fishing glasses. Fishing pole. Life preserver. Got to have that. Secret bait. All right. That wasn't a real one either, Chad. I, that's just almost, amen. Uh, fishing net. But no fish. We ain't catching no fish. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's back up. Let's back up. Okay. Uh, fishing glasses. Fishing pole. Uh, fishing net. Secret bait. But no, I no fish. It's hard to catch fish when you won't leave the yard. Are y'all with me? What's the first word in the Great Commission? Somebody tell me the first word in the Great Commission. Say it again. Say it again. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go fishing this week. Let's take these church invites out on, in that foyer, on that table, grab them invites, and let's go invite somebody to Jesus. How many of you are with me? Say amen. 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 Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. God, I pray that you'll bless us now. Help us to be fishers of men. Help us to change our agenda. Help us to change our priorities to be what you see fit to us do, and that's reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Everyone stand. Everyone stand. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. I want you to do this. I want you to think about somebody. I want you to think about somebody that you need to invite. I want you to think about somebody who needs to hear the gospel. Put them in your heart and you pray for them during this invitation as we sing. If you know this song, sing with us. If you need to come what you and need, trust Christ as your Savior, come on. We've got people who'll be glad to take a Bible searching. and show you how to be saved. Maybe you need to He's join up. Maybe work. you need to join up. We'll take care of that too. But you keep but more on than anything, working I want you praying right now for when that you're running on empty and you can't find a remedy. Won't you come? Just come to the well. Sing it real loud. Sing it real loud. You can spend. You can spend your whole life chasing what's missing. Have you been doing that? Have you been but that empty 